Welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 194, F9, Third Gear. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode's brought to you by Jacob's Chimes. Jacob Sokoloff, the musical chime maker, has been making his precision-tuned wind chimes for about 35 years. He's best known for his hugely popular car charms and also his magnetic wind chimes. Shout out to Jacob's Chimes. Well, shout out to Jacob. Welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. After the break, you told me that I was going to groan at that. I think that's a nice one. I think that would, that requires more, feels like it required more effort for you to find that sponsor to, you know, I mean, get them to pay us than the most other ones. I, I appreciate that one. I like okay, that good. One. Okay, good. I'm glad. When you warn me that I'm going to groan, I get worried. And so maybe I just oh. set the bar too low or too high, but I was fine. That's, you that's think they're going to be offensive or something? <laughs> no, no, no. Just like, oh, God damn it. Like, I thought that was going to be the reaction, but not here. No, it's fine. Everything's good. Wind chimes are good. After the break, we'll have Cara Gayla Regan bimps herself on to talk about F9. But Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Pretty much nothing. Um, the cool. only Yeah, very, very typical. Um, I got to eat the first of my tomates today. Okay, yeah, my friend uh, Desiree, who, is, who has written in before, I think, maybe, but she has the tomatoes growing as well, and hers are starting to bloom and blush this week as well. So it's, it's all synced up. It seems like it. Yeah, so I had, like, the first couple of them. They were fucking awesome, and I'm really excited and really proud. We've been eating a ton of pesto because all the basil's been popping off, like, all summer. Yeah, and then, like, we had some friends. Oh, I took two of my holdout friends to go get their vaccine on Saturday. I drug them along to finally get their first vaccination shot. Good. And that felt really good. And then Saturday night we hung out. And two of our other friends came over. We just had dinner, hung out outside, um, watched TV on the projector. That's all I've been up to. How about you? Uh, I did see the three movies in theaters that I was mentioning last week. So I saw The Green Knight on Thursday night, which was yes. awesome. And I, I like even more having read more about it since. I oh, told cool. you, yeah. and I will tell our listeners too, that I think it's really good and it's really weird and it's beautiful but it is very slow and also it's atmospheric in a way that a lot of the a24 especially the prestige elevated horror stuff is and so i think unless you watch a trailer you're like i need to see this now like it's not like a swashbuckling knight's tale or whatever yeah um this is a guy kind of taking a six-day journey through the woods and weird shit happens to him. And so I loved it because that sounds exactly like the kind of thing. I think you will like it. What I would say for someone like you and someone who's not, you know, into very slow-paced movies, uh, wait for VOD or something. But I would yeah. say see it because it's one of the best movies of the year, but I would not rush out and see that if I were you. Makes sense. That's fair. That's fair. And I accept. I like when you give me those kind of warnings. That's good, you know. Then I saw uh, Jungle Cruise featuring our boy, Mr. The Rock. I've heard and great things about Jungle Cruise. That's an exaggeration. I mean, it's not bad, but it's it's very long. It's over two hours long. It should not be that long. Uh, I think it was like half an hour. If it was like an hour and a half, it would be an easier recommend. As predicted, he and Emily Blunt, very charming, very wonderful, very beautiful, of course, both of them. Yeah. It's fine. Like, it's, it's good. I mean, if you just want sort of like mindless fun, I would say the first Jumanji is probably better than this, but it's like kind of on par with Jumanji 2, which I like less, but... Okay. In that sort of like, hey, fun, fun. adventure yeah. action movie to put on like at Christmas or whatever with your family. Sure. Yep. Yes. That's what I figured as much yeah. like to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. None of these things surprised me. And then no. uh, Stillwater was also, it was good. I did not like it as much as Spotlight, 
which, you know, is one Neither of my favorite movies. Neither did Amanda Knox, apparently. Well, yes, Amanda Knox very upset. The, the takeaway here is that Matt Damon makes a trumper, gives him empathy, because it's like he's like this, you know, good old country boy from Oklahoma yes. who is not able to vote because he has a criminal record. But, like, they even ask him flat out in the movie, like, did you vote for Trump? He's like, I can't, I have a record or whatever. But, like, it's just funny to me that, like, he, this guy goes to France and is eating, like, Subway sandwiches. So, like, you know. That's great, yeah. I do you know, like just that. Just like that kind of guy, because he's going, because his daughter, it's based on the Amanda Knox story, but his daughter is in prison for killing her roommate or her girlfriend, or it's kind of unclear what the relationship is at the point when that happens. She believes that she's been wrongly in prison, and so he tries to, you know, get her out. But it's not, like, taken. It's just kind of him just, you know living in France and doing a thing. So yeah. you kind of know what the movie's going to be when you see a trailer or like hear about it or whatever. So makes sense. Uh, but I watched, what did I watch? What was the really good one that I watched? Oh, I watched Memories of Murder, which is a movie that our friend Kate picked for Film Club a while back. And I don't remember what the theme was, um, but this is a movie that Bong Joon-ho, the guy who made Parasite, made in 2003, which oh, was about cool. a serial killer in Korea in like the 80s, maybe. And this movie rules this movie is so good it's in korean obviously so if, yeah. you, if you're not a fan of subtitles or whatever but like it is truly truly great they released it on criterion sort of recently but it's on hulu if you want to watch it on hulu but very highly rated on letterbox you know one of those kind of movies but bong joon ho man he just he just makes great movies right so parasite and this and snowpiercer is great and okja is great and the host is weird and good like yeah guys the guy is good you know so <laughs> Oh, and I also went to Food Update, since you did a Food Update, I went to a place, I don't know what town it's in, it's very off the beaten path, it's kind of by the Turnpike, it's kind of by 287, Okay. Uh, it's this place called Harold's Deli, which is kind of known in this area, it's a New York style deli with like the huge sandwiches, that was really good. Pastrami? Um, did you get pastrami? Yeah, got a pastrami on rye, oh, yep, very, I'm very good. such a fan, dude. I finally found one that's not far from here now that you said that. Like, I found there's a place called Cats that's not Cats, like New York's Cats, but it's right. called Cats's Deli around here. And it had a really fucking good pastrami sandwich, and I was, like, very happy. I'm, I'm a huge pastrami fan, and it's hard yeah. to find really good pastrami. And I asked, like, they have, like, a, you know, just, like, an older woman sitting behind the register who was, like, the cashier, but also, like, does, like, orders for takeout. I'm like, if I've never been here before, should I do pastrami or corned beef? She's like, oh, pastrami. It's like, okay, cool. Like, that's, you know. Definitely, yeah. So I got that, and it was really good. So it's not too far away. It's it's weirdly, like, in this, like, big, like, urban lot. Like, I don't even know how to, like, it just feels like <laughs> there shouldn't be businesses there. Like, it just feels like it's, like, a parking lot with, like, old, like, big business, like, big you know, like an industrial park? Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, oh, they just make cardboard boxes there or whatever. Like, it's just like one of those things <laughs> are like, but it's like around the corner in the back of that. And it's just this, like this big restaurant deli kind of place. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, it's really good. So I enjoyed that. So I think that's all I got. I don't know that I've been doing much else. No, um, I haven't. <laughs> but, yeah. We have a Patreon page, too fast, too forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerby's West Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, and Jessica Collins, aka Montez. Thank you all for supporting the $5 level a month or above. If you want to join now, please do so, or anytime, you know, now, never, any, it's up to you. Uh, we are recording on Friday a bonus episode. We'll tease out at the end of this episode. You'll know what that is. But you'll have a bonus episode coming at you soon. You also get every episode like three or four days early. So like True. all these movie recommendations and food updates, you get much closer to the time. So, very, I mean, if, if that's not incentive enough, I don't know what is. True. I mean, undying love and affection, handwritten notes, stickers and swag. Stickers and are cool. Picking stickers movies are really for cool. us, right? So, yeah. 
Lots of things, lots of things, lots of things. We also have an email address, family at cageclub.me. We've got, uh, I think, four emails. Also, Michael McGann, aforementioned patron Michael McGann, took the quiz. I don't know what he got, though. Let's see here. Michael McGann got... How close were you listening, Mike? He got an 85, which is good. That's which is really, really good. good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Shout out to him because, again, you're, you set the high mark, high water mark, I think. Was it like 98 or something? I definitely didn't break 100. You got 93. When we okay. did it on air, you got a 93, and I got an 84. And then Ben got a 92, and then Ben. Oh, no. And then uh, Nick got a 94 recently. So Nick actually has the high, high grade. A high score. He got the high score on the football machine. Mine that I took the quiz three days after I did the episode and I got a perfect score. So like, I had I had it in my brain for three days. I I don't still have it in my brain. Yeah. But Nick has the high score with a ninety four out of one thirteen. So an eighty five is really good. Eighty five is definitely in the like if you're doing the arcade like the pinball leaderboards. That's like, what I said. Eighty five's yeah. on the boards. Yeah, for sure. He he could type, he could type like ass as his name or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, some, three letters is all you get. So. Alex writes in subject line F and F minute. And this is something that, like, I think I remember, but I also don't know if I fully agree. We're, we're going to find out. But he says, okay. I think I mentioned this before, but I'm pretty sure Roman's in California before Brian and Bilkins pick him up. The aerial shot of the Demolition Derby is definitely not Florida, as there's no Barstow in Florida I've been, I've been able to find. So Roman doing, quote, three years upstate likely NorCal. There's also something later in the series that I think drove home that Brian and Roman were for SoCal. Well, I think they are, but I also don't think that Brian and Bilkins flew from Florida to California. I don't know, but the mountain shot, now that he says it, it feels like it might they might have been in California. Maybe. I just feel like... Because that shot, that aerial shot, he's right. Like, there's like a little bit of a mountain. Like, that's not... That doesn't feel like Florida to me. It definitely feels more like California to me. I just think it feels like a crazy time suck even if it's two days, and resource waste. So Brian proves Gallo Pizza Boy. What's his name? I don't even remember his name. Is Agent Dunn? Dunn Agent Dunn yeah. is not good for the job, right? I get that. Cool. So they spent you, you two, point. at least one whole day, like a full turn. Right. And that's that's assuming that Roman leaves with them immediately. I can see Brian being like, I need to pick my partner. And they're like, okay, cool. Who do you want? He's like, I want this guy, Roman Pierce. So then they're going to book. And even if they leave immediately, they get to California, like in the evening, Roman's racing in the day, like the morning of the day. Right. So like, it's probably the next day they fly. Well, back. it's three it just, hours early. So it takes six hours to get there, but three hours early. So I know, but like, just think about all the stuff that they had, like Brian, cause Brian got busted. I don't know. It all feels like it just, I think it's a, a bridge again for the Fast and Furious. This is not the the bridge, the hill that I'm die on, but it feels like a bridge too far to believe that they would fly to California to pick this guy up. I, I would think that Brian just knows him in Florida somewhere. I don't know where those mountains are, but yeah, but it definitely feels like that is California. It it logically doesn't make sense that any of this would happen, but in reality, I think it it is set like they went to Florida, they went to California to go get him. And then they just come back and we don't see either of those parts. I also don't think that like Brian and Roman are from Barstow. That's that's not up for debate. Like we know that. Yeah, we know. That also doesn't mean that like that's where he is currently. Very true. Yeah, because right? like, he could have he could be in F- Florida. And also, yeah, Brian or Bilkin saying he did time upstate. Like it could be either Florida or California or whatever. Like I don't think that necessarily matters either. I don't know. Again, logic not necessarily on these movie side for better or worse but we half agree i half agree i think that they're separate things i think the barstow thing is 100 confirmed it just 
I don't know. It doesn't look like Florida, but I also I think it's illogical, which I think you agree with, that they would go to California. That doesn't mean that they didn't. I just don't think it makes sense for them to go to California. I think that the movie was mostly shot in California, like parts of it. So that logic makes sense that they were probably just like, oh, yeah, just use that fucking valley over there or whatever. I don't know. Next email from Jake Freer, subject line, Olympic Talk. Okay. What's up, Hey, guys, just finished listening to the Mad Max episode. It was good. Definitely made me want to rewatch it. But this email is mainly for Joe as it's about the Olympics. Okay. I've been watching heaps of it, too, especially the swimming, where it feels like Australia and the U.S. have a big rivalry. Us Aussies went crazy when our girl beat Katie Ledecky in the 100 meter, and it was heartbreaking when Caleb Dressel beat Kyle Chalmers by literally .06 seconds. I'm mainly keen for basketball, though, as Australia has never medaled in the Olympics, and this year we have a good chance if we win both of our next games. We'll face off in the semis, and I'm praying that's the outcome. Well, I hope. That's funny because I rarely watch swimming, but I have watched swimming enough to see the giant rivalry between Australia and the U.S. But like I said on the last one, I don't watch like basketball and stuff like it's a lot of right. wrestling. You opt for the weirder stuff, yeah. Yeah, like I, I want like the fucking really weird. I was watching synchronizing, synchronized swimming today. Like sure. those are the ones that like I want to see like because you don't ever see this sport. And I got mad that like why do we not have – you know – uh, uh, once a year, they have ESPN the Ocho, and they just play like sure. you know this, yeah, you know lumberjacking and like right. all this dumb shit. Like, why does ESPN not have ESPN four that just plays like the World Archery Championships and stuff like that? I, I would think watch because if day. you want to find that stuff, you can find it online somewhere. I think that there's just not enough viewer. Like, they need to sell ads, and I don't know. It just it's financials and it's. It's probably just too expensive to have such a small audience. I think the stuff is available just online somewhere. See, that sucks. And I just had this – we had the same exact conversation about Travis Pastrana's doing like some Travis kind of – sandwich? No. He's doing some kind of like dirt rally course racing. And I was like, oh, cool. I said to my friends, like, I hope that this is going to be on like FSN or something. And they're like, no, it's probably just going to be on YouTube. And right. I'm like, why? Like, I wish it was on FSN – and they're like, well, they won't like they don't won't make enough money for it to be like that. It'll probably be on YouTube. And I'm like, but they don't have the viewers to make enough money because it's not on TV. And it's just just yeah, that's the whole thing. Well, I also think you think about like the companies that are making moves and doing interesting things. They're all online. And like it's the big ones are YouTube and Twitch and Amazon Red and Bull TV. everything. Right. And by the way, uh, U.S. is playing Australia, I think, tonight at 12.15. So by the time I edit this, this, the game will be over. But the next game is U.S. versus Australia in the Olympics. So Oh, cool. Good. Jake well, good luck, Jake. I don't care about the U.S. basketball team, so good luck. Says, anyway, that's all I really wanted to say. Thanks for not roasting me about the turbocharged prelude, and I've watched it three billion times since last week. Peace, brothers. Jake. Well, thank you, Jake. <laughs> I'm glad you watch it so often. I think he's joking because I think that was what you said, but uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have two emails from Wes, and the first one is one that he sent about. He's been listening to Sung's Garage episodes with Justin Lin, and he has more info, info about Justin Lin and MC Hammer. Wes sent in a very long email that I condensed a lot because it was a very long email. I mean, a lot of good information, but I just cut it down. So here's the kind of abridged version. So apologies to Wes if I miss anything. But okay. What up, fam? Oh, subject line, Justin Lin interview. What up, fam? What up, Wes? Justin Lin was at a convention before starting Better Luck Tomorrow when MC Hammer came to the same booth Lin was at. They were looking at new digital cameras. They started talking, and Justin said he hoped to be a filmmaker one day, and Hammer gave him his phone number and said to call if he ever wanted to work on something together. Fast forward to the making of Better Luck Tomorrow. 
if he hadn't raised the minimum amount of money by a certain day, sort of like a Kickstarter thing, all the investors had to be repaid in full. Justin Lin was out of ideas, so he called MC Hammer and was shocked that he answered. It was clear that Hammer didn't really remember him, but after talking, he wired him the money he needed. They didn't say what the number was, but Wes has heard somewhere around $10,000. Okay. Now, about the posters in Tokyo Drift, which we talked about in the deleted scenes, I think, yes. especially. Apparently, they're all different because as a thank you, quote, I wanted to imagine a world where MC Hammer is just promoting a bunch of different products, which is pretty cool. That's really cool. Like, Tokyo's just, like, popping off with MC Hammer at the time. <laughs> yeah, like, in this world, MC Hammer is, like, the biggest star, and he's doing everything. It's like, I got 12 projects. Like, he's the rock, basically. Yeah, exa- right? so, yeah, 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 exactly. Lin also said he was so used to indie filmmaking, getting things done as quickly as possible to save money, that while they were making Tokyo Drift, they got ahead of schedule and used some sets and props for finishing the game. He got caught, though, and got scolded for it. Oh, that's really cool. When he was convincing Vin to do his cameo, they talked for like four hours about the history of Han's character and the connection to the mythology of the series. Vin seemed interested, but nothing much came of it. After shooting four, Vin told him about Los Bondoleros and Han's expanded backstory in it. Justin Lin said he had no idea that was happening, but it meant because he was excited because it, came, it meant that it came from their conversation. That's a cool fact that I didn't know. So Justin Lin kind of inspired Los Bondoleros with the... Han backstory talk. That's cool. Yeah. It seems like yeah, he was selling. It seems like selling Vin on this Han. character. Yeah. Yes. And it, he he did it in such a way that Dom was like Vin was like Dom who whatever Vin was like oh I want to I want to bring more and we still don't know more like a minor thing which we might talk about we might not I don't know but in the third time I watched F nine in that scene sort of spoilers for F nine but not really kind this of this episode it, it's, is it's about F nine yeah. yes. When he sticky bombs that guy and sends him out the back, it sounds like Han speaks French because the guy speaks French, I think, to him and he responds in English. So, like, at some point, Han learned French, right? So maybe he was in France. I don't know. There's a lot more Han story that we don't know about, which we've talked about a lot before. Very true. I mean, we always want to see that because there was definitely a period, even if you believe, like, better luck tomorrow until they meet in Mexico or know, knew each other in California, like... There's giant gaps where Han's missing yeah. in Fast yeah. and Furious for like long periods of time. So, and then Wes says, in terms of F9 or for F9, Lin doubled down on justice for Han. He feels the franchise did Han dirty by bringing Shaw into the family, which I think we talked about. Yes, he found out that info. He found out that Deckard was in the family at a Better Luck Tomorrow screening before he even had a chance to see Fate of the Furious, which is Ooh. crazy. I mean, I guess that's like Letty Michelle Rodriguez seeing herself come back in the theater. And being like, <laughs> yeah. what? What's going on? Yeah. He also says the proper way to watch these is in release order, but I can see the benefits of both ways. Until next time, stay furious, Wes. Yes. He claims that when we talked to the lady at the Wall Street Journal, she told us that he claims that. And respectfully, Justin Lin, I disagree. Right. But that's yeah. my take. And then Wes's second email, Mad Max, what up, fam? What up? He says during, the, and this is uh, the first thing he says here is the same thing that Alex wrote in. I always assume they're talking about him doing time in upstate California. They didn't put it on screen, but I'm pretty sure Brian and Bilkins fly out to Barstow to pick Roman up. That aerial shot's definitely not Florida, which, which again, makes sense visually, but also makes no sense narratively, but who knows? Yes, half agreed. When Fury Road came out, Mrs. Wes's little sister was in Austin. 
visiting from Arizona. She was pretty sheltered, hadn't experienced much of a range of movies, and she freaking loved this one. It blew her mind. The rest of that trip, we watched almost all the Fast and Furious movies. I think he's told us the story, either oh, on cool. the podcast or maybe via Messenger. I don't know. It was hilarious hearing her take her take on movies that were released before a time in a time when she wasn't old enough to remember. She also wanted to know why everyone was so sweaty and why Brian's hair looked so crunchy. <laughs> my favorite part was how she had no problem with the movie logic, but during seven, we had to pause and call my brother in the Air Force to discuss the reality of them dropping cars out of planes. Ooh. She could not believe a parachute would work on anything bigger than a person. The idea of a bigger parachute or multiple parachutes equals more resistance just did not click with her for some reason. Interesting. Yeah, it's like just a bigger parachute. He also says that in terms of black and white versions we've talked about for Mad Max, I rarely feel like there's a difference to me. Mad Max seems like it might actually suffer because of the way color plays in the spectacle, but mm-hmm. who knows? We saw Logan Noir at a draft house screening was good, but in that case, I think the black and white aesthetic actually fit the tone really well. Everyone was required to wear black and white to the event. They did a live stream Q&A with the director and Hugh Jackman afterwards. He talked oh, a lot cool. about the process and the intention behind the decision. That's it for now. Until next time, stay furious, Wes. That's really, really cool. I'm so hung up on it. I I, I need to think about it more. And it's, There has to be like one movie out there that like hits and you're like, oh, black and white's better, but that never seems to be the consensus. So There's an episode of The X-Files that we just got to because my friends and I are rewatching. We're in season five right now. And one of the like consensus top five or top ten episodes is an episode in season five called The Postmodern Prometheus. And it's in black and white and it's kind of goofy in a way and it ends with a musical number and it's just it's amazing and it's so beautifully shot and like it uses black and white to its advantage on purpose yes but i was like watching i'm like i kind of feel like every x files could be in black and white because it kind of fits the tone of the show yeah it does and my yeah. friends were like i don't know because you would just get tired like it wouldn't like this is special because they use it differently so i don't know but this one in particular postmodern prometheus wonderful episode anybody who knows the x files will know this episode but again uses black and white very well but i, I don't know that you can make anything black and white i don't know that you can make anything color like vice versa I, it's it's hard to say yeah true that's all the emails for today if you want to email in family at cageclub.me we'll read it on the next episode next week or whenever you know whenever you send it in we'll just we'll read it on that episode yep we have a store too fast to forever.shop if you want to go there and buy things cha-cha-cha shirt etc yeah, etc true there's a sale right now on t public which i think means patrons will have i don't know they email me like weekly or more than weekly like hey here's sales i'm like i don't i don't t-pop, stop it just stop I, like I, when rachel bought ours she was like oh are they on yeah they're on sale okay we might make like an extra dollar on a shirt if it's on sale but really if it's not on sale it's save, like, it's save like the, the joke money. about the weather like if you don't like the weather in a certain place wait five minutes like if you don't if yeah. it's not on sale <laughs> wait literally a week or two and it'll be on sale just it's yep. they do two or three or four sales a month we have At no least. control over it. We have no control over anything, not even the prices, nothing. But thank you for considering. There's a lot of places you could spend your money, and for spending that too fast, you've ever got shop, we really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. I think you and I have probably spent more money than everybody else combined, but uh, I love my shirts. I, I'm a huge fan, and I get so many comments on the Mia Letty Ramsey. Really? Oh, yeah. So many. Do people say, who's Denise? No. No one Weird. addresses Denise at all. If anything, most people ask me why Han's not on it. Oh, so you're just around dumb people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. There is one big thing. So now, obviously, F9 on VOD for this episode, of course. Available yeah. now. $20 rental, wherever you want to rent it from. But announced last night as we're recording this... 
4K Blu-ray coming out September 21st, so less than three months after it hit theaters. It will be available to own permanently on VOD, or on, probably on VOD, buy it then, but also 4K Blu-ray, whatever. But, of note, on the box, Director's Cut. I know, I'm excited, but... That's different than extended edition, because the other ones say extended edition. I So it might not be final art. They might change that wording. I don't know. But you're right. Director's Cut might be shorter. It could be longer. Vivek, who has written in before, who uh, also follows us on Twitter, is very active on Twitter, wrote on Twitter and said, I read somewhere that Director's Cut is four additional minutes. Five and six extended editions had an extra minute or two. I wouldn't expect a lot like that, but the more the merrier. So... Agreed. I think by this point, the movies are... Res- so fucking are, long. <laughs> well, they're long, but they're also big enough, and Justin Lin is, like, trusted enough. The movie he wants to make, like, the director's cut, is basically going to be what's out there. Hobbs and Shaw was different. Like, there's a lot of Hobbs and Shaw deleted scenes because, like, that's kind of a different thing, and they probably want it to be shorter because it's a different sort of audience. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But, like, I know that F9 is going to be somebody's first Fast and Furious movie, but, like... It's probably not. And so you're probably going to throw everything in there that you want to throw in there and just hope for the best. Kind of, right? Yeah. But yes, like I said to you last night, we will keep an eye on this when it comes out. If there's a lot, maybe we'll do a little bonus episode, talk about the you know, extended edition, like the new scenes, the director's yeah. cut, whatever, and any deleted scenes or whatever. But here, here's a question. What are, you, what are you hoping for? Like, it won't be dramatic. Like, it won't be like a huge <sighs> reveal. But what would you hope for on the level of like, oh my God, Vince's mom is dying, like, or whatever, right? Like, that kind of, like... There are some things that I want to save for the episode that I might bring up watching F9 this time. Things that I might want to see is a little bit more of the Han, Mr. Nobody situation. That would be nice. I think that's too too big. I don't think that's what we're getting, but I would agree. There's a lot of parts of F9 when I was watching it this time that just, like, cut, like, things just happen. Like, like, Tejan Roman on the fucking space station. If there's, like, a scene of that, right, that would be fun. These are the kind of things that I would – and that seems like something that could get cut out of the movie, right? Yeah. So that's – those are my my hopes. Okay. Yeah, that's what fair. about you? Uh, maybe something with Ellen Han, possibly, or Mia and Jacob, maybe, or – Oh, Mia Jacob flashback. That would be nice. Yeah. Like, it has to be something that's, like, meaningful enough that they want to add it, but not important enough to make the cut of the movie, right? Because, like – an overwhelming percentage of people who, like, watch this movie will probably never see these extended scenes. Like, they're just like, we saw it in theaters, and, like, I'm good, right? Yeah, like, it's exactly. Not, so don't it can't be, like, movies. pivotal yeah. shit. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, a little bit more of Han and Mr. Nobody, like, you get the point of it without, like, there being more, you know? Right. Maybe, yeah, like, yeah. a little bit more of, like, Mia saving Dom in the water type situation. Anything else news-wise you've seen since we last recorded? Two kind of adjacent things that aren't really huge. Did news. you see Helen Mirren in another commercial? No, no. Close. Um, John Cena's back in the WWE, by the way. I heard. Pff, fucking wild. Considering, like, he's, you know, Jacob here, and leading into my next one, that both Idris Elba and John Cena are in Suicide Squad that comes out on Friday on HBO Max. Joe, say it right. It's The Suicide Squad. Sorry. To differentiate it from <laughs> just regular old Suicide Squad. Okay, sorry, I that's, apologize. It's the, that's the weirdest distinction, like, <laughs> the one with the, I mean, that's that's the Fast and the Furious versus Fast I and know, Furious, I right? know, like, I that just level of that. nonsense. It's so dumb. It is very dumb. I And again, that was not me making fun of you, that was me making fun of, like, the fact that they thought that this was going to be, I know. although I guess this is, like, 
We're going to pretend that other one didn't exist. I don't know. But I've heard this is really The other really one was good. pretty decent. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited just because, you know, we had two, our last two Fast and Furious villains as superheroes together. So that's like, how fucking cool was that? There's a new movie. I don't remember who it was. Like, the, the headline was that it was some director or some, some I don't know. I, this is not helpful, but I just don't, I don't even know what to Google to get there. But there's some movie that Apple, I think, just picked up that is going to have John Cena in it and Dua Lipa. So, like, what? Kind of weird fast. I mean, by this point, if there's a major movie with like a big cast that like somebody doesn't have someone from the Fast and Furious, exactly. It, whatever. Like they're not star like they're like he's like eighth build and like it's her film debut as an actor, like not as like herself basically or yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, John Cena and Dua Lipa. That's very bizarre. Truly commercials, straight to do you see these? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't watch commercials. I know. Okay, so she does like all the truly commercials. Oh, this is, oh, it's Matthew Vaughn who did Kingsman and did a bunch of other movies. They have a movie called Argyle, A-R-G-Y-L-L-E, but it's Henry Cavill, Superman, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Dua Lipa, Samuel L. Jackson, John Cena, and Catherine O'Hara. So, Jesus, yeah. okay. I don't know what it's about, but I mean, he makes good movies and that's a lot of people I like, so. That's a lot know. of people I like, I agree. Yeah, Sam Rockwell, there you go. Also, The Suicide Squad on HBO Max, if you want to watch on HBO. I don't know if you said that, you might have said that. but I did, because I was- In theaters on HBO Max, yep. Because Rachel was like, oh, we can watch that this weekend. And I thought she meant go to the theaters, and then I saw somebody be like, it's on HBO Max this weekend. And I was like, it's on HBO Max, dude. And she was like- yeah, that's what I meant. We could watch it at home. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm just dumb. Yeah, like, there are things where I'm just like, eh. Like, I'm, I'm okay watching stuff at home. We've talked about this. But, like, I don't want to pay 30 bucks to see Widow when I can go see it for free. But, like, I'm even with – I can see it for free with Stubbs – or not Stubbs, A-List. I'm still going to watch it at home because it's just – it's more convenient. It's quieter. It's the environment, right? Like, you know. Yeah. But I'm not paying thirty dollars to see Widow at home. I'll just go see Widow, quote-unquote, for free in the theater, which is what I did. So. Yeah. Whatever. Joe, the final thing to do – before we take a break, is the Fast and the Furious minute, minute 21, a minute I called Bilkins Ain't In It. Next, just let it go. I ain't in it. Whoa! Only my homeboys call me wrong. Pig. So in this minute, Roman wins the demolition derby. His joy quickly turns sour as he sees Brian in the crowd. Brian and Bilkins follow Roman out of the arena. Brian eventually gets Roman's attention. Roman spits on the ground to show his disdain as the minute ends. The name of the minute, as you might have heard, is from a line where Brian says, whatever happens next, just let it go. And Bilkins goes, I ain't in it. Yeah, he ain't in it. He puts his hands up. Not me, man. So I said to you, and I don't know if you did the, if you if you proved to me, if you checked me, but I said that there's a candle-esque situation in this minute. Okay. Did you do the research? Did you see my note? Or did you just forget to do this? Because it's okay if you did. I just saw your note because I was focusing on the cars and things. So, so there are, 
as far as I can tell, <laughs> at least 75 tires <laughs> visible in this minute that are not Jesus. on cars. They're usually stacked in like three or threes. four. Yeah, they're usually in threes. I, did, I recognize that, yeah. As like bumpers in the arena, there's yeah. three or fours outside. There's single ones like sort of having like marking pathways. There's also some being used as like planters for flowers. Yeah, cactus. There's one in a cactus, right? Right next to like the food truck or yep. whatever. Maybe yeah. a popcorn truck. Who knows? Because popcorn, you know, we know is a big thing. In in the note document, I have four links to Imager posts that I, I uploaded. I took screenshots and I put them in Let Imager. Me look at these. There are at least seventy five tires that I counted. That's insanity, dude. And like, there's no reason to do that. But I was just like, I'm I'm looking around because I know that you're gonna get the cars, and I'm like, sometimes I just like don't pay attention. It's like like one of my favorite things in the first movie, which I never would have seen even watching minute by minute until you pointed out, was the like big Pokemon plushies. So I'm just like, what am I missing? What am I not seeing in this yeah. minute that like you're gonna get the car stuff? You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. Whatever. But like, what am I not seeing? What should I pay attention to here? And yes. I'm like, oh, there's tires everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a really fun one. I noticed the tires, but there's so many. This was there's a, thing a lot of tires that like I'm like, oh yeah, there's just a bunch. And then like they're they're tires, so they're not like distinguishable. Right. So I'm like, how am I gonna fucking tell these apart? Yeah. There's at you know? least like, that's why I'm saying and I qualify it in verbally and in the in the text at least because like there's so many that I probably I would not be surprised if I missed like 25 of them. Right. And like, a, just, a lot of them are painted white, and the dirt yeah. is dirt. Like like sand, like desert. Right. So yeah. it also kind of seems whitish. Two other things, and I will let you do your car stuff. I want to say that Brian, well, Paul Walker, really, does a really solid fingerless mouth whistle where he whistles for Rome. I was like, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And for the first time in a while, we get music. I think it's a song from the score called Roman Pierce, which makes sense by David Arnold, who did the score, orchestral. But, like, we have not had music in, like, several minutes we finally get music back, which I was like, oh, I have to do my job again. Yeah. But what did you get car-wise? Car what did you hit? As Roman's walking out, there's like three cars in front of him, right? Like the Winnebago's to the right, and there's like three cars in front of him. And that's his Winnebago, right? That is his Winnebago because like like, yeah. eventually we'll get there and he'll be like, you know, well, how do you think I park so close to the track? Blah, blah, blah. Like I can't go, you know, so far away from home. But there's three cars next to it that like don't have anybody near them. And I was trying to – I was like thinking like, hey – Maybe these are his other demolition derby cars because he like leaves the one kind of dead at the thing, sure. and one of them is also number sixty-eight, which is the car number that he used in okay. the race. Okay. So, so these possibly are his like next three races worth of cars. Wait, wait, what year was Tyrese born? Was he born in sixty-eight? He was born in seventy-eight. <sighs> yeah, but you know that's like it could either be like somebody on sets favorite number favorite sure no i was just I was, if, I was trying to see if it was important to him and i i, I don't know a sydney crosby type situation 8787 sure. the winnebago in the background is a 72 winnebago chieftain which is also the same winnebago that they drive in the walking dead albeit two years older but they all look the same cool. it's Winnebago. very cool i was like that's pretty cool because i was like when i was like looking at it, i was like oh this is cool looked up you know like the winnebago and then i looked at the other movies it was in and i was like oh yeah that's definitely where that was from the popcorn vendor food truck you pointed out the baby blue school bus got all the numbers the goofy cactus in front of the food truck and the food truck is like awfully close to the demolition derby there's like yeah. a wrecked yeah. car like right behind it and i'm like they should probably move that just like five to ten feet over yeah, I'm sad that we didn't see what they were actually serving at the food truck. 
and just so we can assume popcorn right if we because... that's what I'm, that's what i was saying i made a popcorn joke about the food truck without even seeing your popcorn joke about the food truck so yep. yeah i i assume that they just there's just millions of food trucks outside this demolition derby and they're all selling popcorn so my trivia question for this because i think this is a easier one if you remember also it's very difficult if you don't which is probably most people after the demolition derby how does brian first address roman does he call him roman roman pierce Rome or Pierce? Because he calls him this minute Pierce, Roman Pierce, and Rome. And then, of course, the, the, I think the line, why I like this question, why I think it's tricky, is because I think people are going to remember the only my homeboys call me Rome pig line. I actually thought that it was the second one because he goes Roman Pierce and then Rome. I forgot that at first he says Pierce. Yeah, like he's like Pierce, Roman I think Pierce. This is a fair question. It's also a hard question. I think it, I think this is a great question. It's very cool. difficult, and it's not like, you know, how many tires are there? At least seventy-five. At least uh, greater than seventy-five. So minute twenty-one, Bilkins ain't in it after the demolition derby. How does Brian first address Roman? He calls him Pierce, but he actually calls him all three. But the first thing is good, man. He never actually just calls him Roman. It's it's Pierce, Roman Pierce, and Rome. So if you say Roman, you are very wrong. I mean, he does say the word. Fucked up. Instant fail. Any other thoughts about this minute? It was actually kind of mild, because it was like just like, you you, you described it to me before I did it as self-contained. It and is. it goes literally from the end of the race, like, he like finishes, gets out of the car, looks at Brian, and then it ends right before they start to brawl. So it's like yeah. the calm before the storm one. Yes, it's him fighting via cars in the last minute, and him fighting, fighting via fists, you fight like shit, you fight like shit, in the next minute. And this is just where he's not fighting. He's just walking and spitting. I thought that the fight happened sooner, so I thought that it was going to end, like, but no, it's just right, it's, it's a minute right in I between mean, the both. it's probably five or ten seconds into the next one, oh, right? Like, yeah. it's so close, yeah. so. It's so close. All right, Joe, let's take a break, and let's bring in Kara to talk once again about F9. Episode number 194, F9, F F9, colon, or no colon, third gear. This the episode, Fast Saga. What? The Fast Saga. The Fast Saga. This episode is brought to you by Jacob's Musical Chimes, Jacob's Magnetic Adornment Chimes, Catch the Midnight Snacker with Jacob's Tuneful Refrigerator Magnet <laughs> Chimes. Shout out to Jacob's Musical Chimes. Shout out once again to Jacob's. Welcome back to the show. And welcome back to the show after a hiatus for a little while. She, uh, I feel like she was spiritually here recently when we watched Noel. Was that last year? That was was last year, right? So long ago. She's been here since then. I was, I talked to you guys fairly recently about something a little important. Yes. Oh, yes. You, yes. (laughs) I mean, I mean in, in earnest, like for a Mm, full episode. For an actual episode. Yes. It's been a while. Yeah, I did Noel not join was, you for Noel, by the way. Noel was last year. You're just like, hey, there's a Christmas movie with Paul Walker, and you guys should watch it. I'm like, cool, you want to watch it with us? You said no. no. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. 
cool. It was very bad. But yes, you have not been here in, for a full episode since our Resident Evil week when mm, we did Resident yeah, Evil Resident true. Evil Retribution in September. That feels like so goddamn long ago. It was. It's almost a year. I know, but like it also, you know, life, COVID. time, yeah, so right. on and so Pandemic forth, right? time. But, but welcome back, Kara. Well, thanks for having me, you guys. Thank you for being here. Now, since you've last been here, we've added some either-or questions and stuff like that, which Ooh. we have not done with you in a while. So are you ready to fill in these gaps and sort of answer what these are? I love a pop quiz. Cool. Okay. So one of these, you know the topic. We just don't have an answer written down for you. What does food all over the place mean to you? Do you remember this? You remember this. I, I mean, forget? I remember the the concept and the question, certainly. Yes. Yes. So did I? It, wait. Yeah. So Joe and I are going to take you out to dinner. We're like, Kara, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. We're going to bring it to this restaurant. It's got red candles, little wood tables, picadillo, food all over the place. <laughs> when we describe a restaurant as having food all over the place, what does that mean to you? Um, you know, it's just it's like it's a, a bountiful, maybe a family style situation where they just bring plates and plates of food, like the kind of place that's like run by like a Greek or Italian grandparents, you yeah. know, and they're like, here, you're so thin, eat, 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 eat some more, you know, and you're like, I don't even know you. I've never met you before, but they are insisting that you eat a lot. Um, that to me is is food all over the place. Perfect. You know, I feel like family style is such an easy description given what we are, but I don't think anybody's ever said family style. I don't think that phrase has ever been used, yeah. Which just feels like an oversight. It does. This is a tricky situation the original question was, is Brian a good cop or a bad cop? Which you pretty much started, I think. I think so. But do you think, more more directly, is Brian good at his job or bad at his job? Brian is terrible at his job, which makes him a good cop. Oh, okay. Because he quits. <laughs> okay. Well played. Because he quites is how I spell that. Because he quites. <laughs> because he's quiet. Yeah, because he's quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone... Okay. If we describe a person now as having no knees, we say no knees Ron, Mm -hmm. no knees Dennis, no knees Denise, what does that mean to you? If someone has no knees, what does no knees Denise mean to you? I don't know. You know, guys, I've thought about this a lot. There's no answers. Over the time... Uh, that since I've been on the show and listening, because also you listen episodes. to the show and you hear yeah, people talk about this, which probably only makes this even more confusing. It's interesting to hear people's different takes on it. You know, I so many different things. <laughs> you know, maybe a woman who can give a blowjob without bending her knees. Maybe Ooh. oh, just oh, all hit like all waist. Yes, just core core muscles only. Yeah, okay. locking the knees. Interesting. Know, just, Maybe a little flexibility in there. Okay. Um, so that's one option. <laughs> the other option, which I have heard other people say, is somebody like Cotton Hill from King of the Hill, who like had his shins blown off in Korea or whatever, and then they had to like sew his feet to his legs. Um, so that's an option. I'm gonna go with those two. One of the one or the other. That works. Definitely no. Nothing else is possible. But I think the last time that you asked me that, I said that Denise is a real person. So that was your idea. Yeah, that okay. Paul Walker and Tyrese like New. offset. Maybe they were like you know out on the town one night and they met this bitch named Noni's Denise. Have you right. heard about her? <laughs> you know, and so like. Ever since, it's like an inside joke between the two of them. Which really okay. makes sense. I think so. Yeah. That's that's our favorite theory. I don't think we could remember who it was, so we now know well, to give me. you credit. Credit because you. That's, it's, sure. a good, it's a good theory. Yeah. 
So now the the newest question, which we only introduced last week, and this is one that ties into F9, and this is a, it's a little bit of a thinker because they're kind of smaller characters. Are you more of an Owen Shaw, who is Luke Evans? Are you more of a Mateo, who is Roman Reigns and Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> or are you more of a Jacob, John Cena? So which undersung little brother are you? Are you Owen, Mateo, or Jacob? Okay, and what does Owen do? Owen is the bad, bad guy, guy in he's six. He's like the first one, right? Yeah. And he's like kind of a bad guy, but also there's other bad guys in that movie. He's, he has a team of bad guys. That's when they all look like him. But there's like a girl, Brian, that's his <laughs> yeah, you're, hair. You're confu- yeah, in seven is when there's a bunch of bad guys yeah. where there's Mosey Jaconda right, and there's yeah. Deckard and, and just, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is when mess. they're in London. There's like the flip cars. I mean, it sounds like you're not this guy because you can't remember him and you have a very strong sense of self. And so. Yeah. And I don't know who the <laughs> second guy is. So he's, I'm he's, gonna... he's Hobbs' little brother in Samoa. Oh, that guy. Samoa. Nice. Yeah, Samoa. Uh, yeah, no, probably. I mean, I'm probably a John Cena. Mysterious. Just like an angry younger sibling, which I am <laughs> in real life, too. <laughs> I mean, the difficulty here is that they're all very big, muscly men. I mean, Luke Evans is not really, but they're all like, it's not like wildly different, right? Sure. Like, they're all kind of similar. So it's a difficult question, but I, I can see you as a John Cena. Yeah. John Cena type, for you sure. I can't see her as a John Cena. No, I can see her as a John Cena type, but I can't see her as John Cena, I guess, yeah. which but is I, a better You guys way to are buff that. now. I'm strong. I know. I have muscles. I know. You are. Yes, yes, yes. I, and now you also Cena are back in the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Kara, F9. Joe and I have now seen it three times. You saw it at home, the comfort and the safety, your COVID-free home. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Hit us with it. Thoughts, opinions, I initial reactions. I it so much. Did you? Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, man. And I, I mean, I, you know, I can't remember things from one moment to the next so i had like heard people talk about i don't care about spoilers because it's not about it's not what happens it's how it happens and also i won't remember um so like i knew some stuff i had like listened to your episodes about it okay but it was so great i mean it's just it's perfect it's like could they have made a more perfect like how did they do that how (laughs) how after everything that we've been through over this past year and a half or however long it's been since they postponed the the release it's just, oh god it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited so to hear this good yeah and it was i mean it was wonderful that i was able to watch it from home cuz i was able to watch 3 quarters of it and then go to sleep cuz i had to go to sleep you That's know sure. and then Maybe. i watched the last quarter the next day i was going to rewatch it i just ran out of time do you have a favorite part or a favorite moment or a favorite new character like if you have to pick one thing that defines like other than just the whole thing like highs which and is lows. the right yeah. answer but yeah, yeah. one favorite thing about it well so this is a favorite thing that will turn out to not be a favorite thing if okay. it turns out that, like, this was what they meant by a female-led Fast and Furious movie and we're not actually going to get, like, a real one. No. Okay. Like, uh, like okay, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Letty is, like, leading the charge on all of this. Mia like, exists. Mia's there. She's, yeah. She shows up. Who's taking care of that child? No one knows. It's fine. Brian. You know. She says Brian She says Brian's babysitting. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but who was taking care of the kid between when... Like, I'm talking about uh, Dom's kid. I know. So apparently, at some point, they ship him off to be with Brian, I think is the understanding. Right. Yes. At some point. But it kind of seems like there's a little bit of time in there where I was just like, who is taking care of that child? Good so, question. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Detour. 
didn't mean to get sidetracked on that. You're okay. But yeah, no, I loved the Letty Mia, like, girl time, hanging out. Didn't, still didn't quite pass the Bechdel test, but like, I can get behind it. Yes. I loved seeing Cardi B. I mean, that woman, like, when I saw her in Hustlers, I was like, put her in every movie. She is a goddamn movie star. She's just so charismatic. I love her. What did you think of Elle, the newest female character? She's fine. Didn't get a lot of... Yeah, okay. She's just kind of there. I mean, she's not... She, she seems cool. Seems nice. Okay. Look forward to learning more about her. <laughs> One other question that I want to just sort of kick things off with. Did you... Was there anything in this movie? Because, I mean, we've talked about this movie now for probably like seven hours already, right? Like, we've talked about this for so much. But yeah. Was there anything yeah, in watching the movie that still surprised you? Either in like us underselling it or not covering something? Or were you like... I kind of know what I'm getting to. Like, was there anything in here that, like, kind of caught you off guard, even after having us spoil basically every square inch of it? The moment where they, like, clothesline a bunch of cop cars with power lines? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a pretty unambiguous statement. (laughs) Um, You know, just that it's, like, canonically ACAB, I think is cool. But, yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. Yikes. Um, true, true. And then also just how seamless they were able to go to space. Like, just how natural that felt is kind of insane. Right? Yeah. It kind of fit. Like, we were so nervous that this is going to be... Like, how do you get to space without it being jarring? And they were just like, oh, no, we got to go to to get the satellite. And so timely because the billionaires are just, you know, they're flying their own little space cars right now. The family would have beaten them all there if this had come out when it was supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I get that Bezos and Branson are already up there, but, like, come on. We all know that Dom would have been up there first. True. Uh, So, so Patrick Willems, who is one of Heather's Twitter friends, who's very popular on Twitter, he makes some great YouTube videos, he's also a big fan of the Fast and Furious, he, his review on Letterboxd is the most liked review on Letterboxd for this movie. Okay. And it really puts into perspective what we love about this movie these movies because he says at one point roman describes the craziest most over-the-top plan they've ever had and dom says that's exactly what we're gonna do and the quote before (laughs) roman says i I wrote it down let's see here hijack a space shuttle strap rockets to our back and that's when dom says that's exactly what we're gonna do and so and then you know patrick's like and folks i cheered like that's it because it's just roman just being like I, how are we going to go to space? Are we going to strap rockets? It's like, yeah, that, yeah, that's you got it, it. That's it. That's exactly how we're going to do it. The easiest possible way. Yeah, it's not crazy. No. I mean, it's crazy, but it's not crazy. Yeah, and I loved the way that they brought back Sean, who somehow looks younger than he did. Thank you. I thought the same thing, Kara. Yes, he somehow looks younger, and it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, maybe he is a great dermatologist. Who can say? Well, he's now way wealthier than he was right. in 2006 so yeah. because he's got that NCIS money. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think I realized that. Yeah, he's been in like 200 episodes of something like C- some CBS show where like he's just, you know, NCIS he could retire Orleans, and never move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I do like, what I what I wrote down, so like in this movie, we talked about how it's like very globe trotting and globe world hopping and whatever. You know, they're here, they're here, they're Cologne, they're whatever, right? But they, they at one point they say the Yon Jet, J-A-H-N, Yon Jet Propulsion Test Site in Cologne. I was like, I wonder if this is a real place. And I think it is. And I looked up who Jan is, this guy Jan, and Sigmund Jan was the first German to travel into space. Oh. He became a Cold War symbol of socialist unity at a time when East and West Germany competed for national achievements mm, and so i'm sure it's probably a real place but it's also cool that like they're working at a place that's named after a guy who went to space so 
because it's not like they're like XYZ Castle in Edinburgh, right? Yes. Like it's not like they yeah. don't they don't they don't pinpoint you that much. I'm like, why are they pinpointing us? At this specific, why don't they just say Cologne, Germany? And it's like, oh, because they're naming it after a guy who went to space, which I think is mm, very a cool, cool touch. Interesting. I did. I really liked the globe trotting aspect, and I loved that. Like there were certain right. It just kind of feels like six different movies, and yet somehow the same movie sure. all yeah. together. And like that, like when they were in London, it felt kind of James Bondy, and like mm-hmm. when they were in Tokyo, like it, like obvious. Like Asian cinema influences. Like there were a few other movement, mo- other points in the movie where I was like, "Oh, this feels like a completely different movie." That's like really paying homage to wherever it is that they are in the world at a at a given time, which I think which is so really lovely. hasn't happened in other movies. I don't yeah. think. No, you're right. That's a really good call, and and I didn't think about it until you just pointed it out. Like if you just pay attention to the score, it changes yeah. from place to yeah. place. Because, like, you know, we, we've talked about, like, oh, it's the Brazilian one, or it's the Tokyo one, or whatever, but it's like, it's, it's really just cars in Brazil, or cars in <laughs> Tokyo, or whatever. Now Space it's one. cars in space. space. Love it. Uh, speaking of space, that's a, it's not about space. I don't know why I try to use that as a transition. What do you think, so as you've listened to our episodes, what do you think of our theory of Mr. Nobody as a villain? Do you see that holding oh, water, or do you think yeah. he's a good oh, guy? Yeah. Obviously, that guy's. I mean, he worked for the CIA. Like, they're not exactly. He ran the cartel in Mexico. Yeah, like that guy's obviously a criminal. Okay. On that note, I noticed something new this time when we were watching it. Yeah. As Kara might know, she might recognize. We see Stasiak pick up Dom with the plain broken nose. Stasiak, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, I love that guy. Yes. He's in a bunch of other movies I like. And when he picks them up. He takes some antacids in his beer, and the antacids are Japanese. Right. We never address why they're Japanese, but that would lead us to believe that he picked them up in Japan and probably knew where Han was and just left Japan, knowing that Han was there. Yeah, that tracks. Although, would he know Han? Probably. Well, Mr. Nobody set up the whole Han situation, right? So, like, yeah, and but he's like Mr. Like Nobody's an FBI fixer. fixer. No, like, he's I don't like think... now working with Mr. Nobody at this point. Is he? It, yeah, he, has he seems like a... like a fixer. So, why did he get the bump? Because it feels like he was a shit. I mean, I guess because he's a shitty FBI agent, so like they just fail upwards because yeah. he's a mediocre <laughs> white man. Yeah, exactly. Like, I get that, but like, last we saw him, Brian was showing his entire office that this guy's a punk and should not be taken seriously, right? Yes. Like multiple times. Yeah. Like he like he beats him up in four. Yep. And then uses him in what is it, six or seven, right? Where and then that's when he comes back and Dom's like, Whatever you did, that's just for you. It's like, no, that's not just for you. Because Tell us. Just, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, I guess. So, but that's that's interesting that this plays along because he's like, oh, Mr. Because he he does he mentions Mr. Nobody, right? Like, Mr. Nobody must have wanted you to know this or something. And he just came from Japan. Because there was an insert shot of the energy drink or the beer or whatever and the thing and the antacids. And, like, it is very clearly there's Japanese lettering on both of them, I think. So why would they show us that directly without it being any part of this story? And there's no reason why he would have been in Japan. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. So I'm saying this. I think this is a clue. I think there's some weird editing things in this movie, and I don't know that it's necessarily that, because they seem more bigger, more narrative-based, but, like, I said before, and it was more jarring this time, but, like, when when there's the magnet set piece at the end, and then all of a sudden we hard cut to space, and it's silent, I'm like, this feels jarring, like, I, I, I feel like now, now that I've seen it three times, like, I don't really 
kind of care about the space thing. Uh, like, it just feels like a thing. Like, I'm, I just want to stay with, like, the high stakes thing on the ground. So I think that's kind of weird or jarring. There's another weird thing, editing-wise, in this movie where Dom is like, like, how are we going to find Jacob? He's like, with the help of an old friend. And then we immediately cut to a flashback of him meeting Leo and Santos in prison. Yeah. But they're not the old friend he's talking about. So, no. like, in a normal movie, they're like, hey, you know who's going to help us? This guy. And then they cut to, like, that guy, right? Yeah. This is, like, the old friend, but he's meeting different old friends. And I'm like, what? And then, you know, he goes to London later, and he meets up with Queenie, who is, I guess, kind of an old friend, but not really... Like, Lisa, who was Cardi B, is more of an old friend, but, like, he's not going to London to see Cardi. Cardi helps him. Like, he's going to London to find Queenie, but, like, she's not really an old friend. Like, it's the weirdest editing and, like, use of, like, old... Like, it just... He eventually does go see Buddy, but I think it's after all of this, right? Buddy might be first. Maybe he's talking about Buddy, because Buddy has, you know, he says, like, the worst thing you do to to a Toretto is take away his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make peace with the past if you want to hope for the future, all that different stuff. Then he said he's in London, and he goes and meets Queenie, so yeah. Yes, okay, there you go. Yeah, so it's Buddy and then Queenie. So, but again, why cut to Leo and Santos? (laughs) I don't know. Then. Okay, we start the movie. I forgot that it starts with this long flashback, but I'm starting to, like, place the movie in chronological. Yeah, you haven't seen this movie in a very long time. It's easy to tell (laughs) how you would forget that the the movie, how how it started. So I'm watching it. You know we do the minute, so, like, we like to pay attention to weird stuff. One of the things I always cover is numbers, right? Sure. I'm the numbers guy. I'm the Tej in this movie. Numbers is what you do, right? Yes. Driving is what I do. Exactly. That's. I wrote down a lot of quotes. Like that was sums, my. That was my. I think that take sums here. us up too. Okay. So. <laughs> yes, you you do numbers and I do driving. Everybody <laughs> knows that I do driving. I mean, you drive all of the show. Okay. Oh yeah, metaphorically, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Dom's Wait, dad. Wait, uh, good question that I had when I was watching this. Do we ever see? Ludicrous drive like i know he doesn't race because he was in that big accident right but like does he drive at all i think he drives when they're doing he drives in this movie oh does he okay he drives right. the the in the landmine yes yes mm, okay he drives then or yeah he drives because ramsey can't and he drives ramsey when they're doing the pass off thing i think yeah he drive. he drives when like everyone drives but like mm. if only like two cars are needed he's not driving but like right. when they're doing like the parachuting out of a plane he'll drive but it's just because like everybody's in a car right yeah. so like like Ramsey had never driven until this movie but Tej sporadically like doesn't race you're right because he hit a wall doing a buck 10 or whatever buck 50 buck whatever 80, yeah. but yeah he he drives occasionally so anyway, numbers go ahead Dom's dad I'm trying to see what number Dom's dad is his car is because I'm like oh I just want to know what number it is they skimp around it a lot but finally we get to a scene like in that long ass intro flashback and his car number is 17 and i was like oh okay 17 right 17 again 17 again easy peasy then i see kenny linder come up on him and kenny linder's number is 23 and i was like okay michael jordan and so like i'm typing 17 then i type 23 and i have them on the sheet next to each other one three two seven one three two seven dude jumbled up and there's also a whole bunch of 23s throughout this movie for god only knows what reason well so i i like that no no doubt about it 
I will say that in Spelunky 2, which I just played another shit ton of on the computer, cool. uh, there's a lot of two in the game, and not just because it's Spelunky 2, but they're like, there's this one item that you have to do like this crazy long thing to get, and then every 22 seconds you teleport, and it gives you 22 bombs. And people are like, oh my god, what does 22 mean? Like, what, what could this possibly mean? Is it because it's Spelunky 2? And they ask the creators, like, no, just two is my favorite number. Like, it might just be something <laughs> dumb like that. You know what I mean? Like, it might just yes. be like... Oh yeah, like it's just I liked 17 and 23. My daughter is 17 think. and my son's 23 and like that's just what it you know, it's just like it could who knows. Exactly. I agree. But I, I do I do like the the slew thing. And then Bow Wow is wearing 23 on his thin on his shirt and it says Plus like Jordan. Yeah, well he has a Jordan hat. His shirt says 23 engineering and I think that their like rocket company is 23 engineering as an ode to Jordan. Oh, that's cool. I like that. So those are my two numbers finds this time. Two quotes finds, and I want to get back to Kara, because okay. I don't want to just talk, have her on and be like, Kara, be our guest, and then don't talk. Yeah. Um, I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm fine with that. I'm actually very tired. <laughs> so one thing early, we talked about this. There's the quote, and I had the subtitles on. All that Mr. Nobody says is dot, 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 still alive, I'll explain, dot, dot, dot. So it's not he's still alive, they're still okay. alive, just still alive. Stay in so alive, wondering, like the Bee Gees. Sure, or still alive, like the song from Portal. Okay, that too. Mm. Yeah, I'm wondering if he's talking about if Cipher is still alive, because I, I think we're led to believe it could be Cipher, it could be Han, it could be. I'm thinking Jacob. Jacob. I'm thinking Jacob. I'm thinking the mystery is the point. Yeah, also, like that it's too. supposed to be open ended, right? We don't see a body for any of these motherfuckers. We don't know. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Because there's also the They're same all still alive. mystery. The same open-ended mystery to that point, Kara, is that Mr. Nobody sent it only to the family, and they're like, why? And they bring up Cypher, and I'm like, yeah, but, like, Cypher probably, like, fucked up a lot of people. Like, it's not like they're, like, I know that Cypher killed Elena. I get that, and that's what they say in here. And Dom's like, I don't care. Things change. It's like, what? Okay, what? (laughs) But Weird take, but okay. (laughs) Is it because of Cypher? Is it because of Han? Or is he doing it to set them up? Because if he's the villain, maybe he's like, hey, this is a way that they're going to have, like, a downfall or whatever. Like, there's... Double mystery there of why he sent it to them. They assume it's because of Cypher. It might not be. And then Still Alive, we assume it might be about Han. It also could be about Cypher. Jacob. also could be about Jacob or someone else. I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. And the other thing, very quickly, is at the very, very end, I don't think I caught this in theaters. I don't think we talked about it, but maybe we did. At the barbecue, when they have the reunion, as their camera's cutting away, when Han and L go up to the Tokyo Drift crew, Twinkie says to L call me T because we're like what does he what do people call him oh, it's just T that's so instead nice of Twinkie just call me T it's nice that he came back too and did you like that they addressed him being named Twinkie in the movie Kara <laughs> yeah. what I want to know though is like where's his weird green square car yeah the whole car? car yeah they might not have the rights to it anymore mm. because of Marvel Kara was there anything about this movie that you didn't like Hmm. or that annoyed you, or that you... Because I think there's there's stuff in here that's like, oh, we're going to get answers hopefully in the next two movies or whatever. But like, so not like that kind of stuff, but like things that annoyed you or bothered you or like that you were disappointed in or things that you just outright didn't like or didn't enjoy. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I I would have to watch it again. I was just kind of riding high on just, you know, everything being so hilariously perfect in in a way that's like not at all obnoxious. Even though it's like so clearly fan service, it's like fan service, but good. Were you expecting to like this as much as you did, or was that a surprise? I wasn't expecting not to like it. I just okay. like 
you know, after you hear somebody, like, so many people being like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, is it though? You know, and like, you know, I, I'm I'm going to have the experience at home. I'm not in the theater. With like, us, yeah, hype next to you. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing's contagious. Like, I, but I, I wasn't doubting. I, I just, I was surprised at how consistently, like, throughout the movie was just like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a great way to describe it because I know exactly what you were saying. Yeah. But also, I wrote down the amount of times I said, <laughs> okay, all of the, you know, implausible things. Like, mostly. Like, like check your logic at the door. Right? Yeah. Where I was just like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, all right. Whatever. Like, one that I really got, like, that feeling from this time is when Jacob gets thrown off the back of the hauler and Dom hits the car to catch him. Like, that's a car that Dom's not in. Jacob lands on the, like, the side of that car because it's on its side and then crashes into Mia's car so she can pick him up. I was like, okay. (laughs) Well, it's also, like, the same thing when Dom and and Jacob are having their, like, fight where they, like, jumping in and out of windows. Like, they jump to buses, like... They hear a bus. They're like, yeah, there's probably a bus underneath. I could probably just jump out the window. And then they jump from like a bridge to a lower level. It's like, yeah, okay. Like it's just, again, some, as we learn, some things you got to take on faith. They just like, they're just doing things. (laughs) Yeah. They're definitely, okay. Okay. But that brings me to another point. Early on in the movie, Dom is talking to like Lil B. As you know, and I mentioned before, there's lots of God in this movie. I don't know why, but like somebody, I think, Vin might have had like a a revival or something because he, he he injected a lot of God into this movie for God only knows what reason. He asked he asked his son like where God is or something or his son yeah, says yep. God's in your heart and he said he's in your heart too and I'll always be in your heart and I'm like did you just imply that you are God by saying he's in your heart and I'll always be in your heart? I take back what I said. The, all the like father son like it it's fine. It's just very heavy handed. <laughs> Oh yeah. That I was like, all right, guys, like, can we really do I know that this is like your whole deal with the family and stuff, but like Jesus Christ. <laughs> and even even the Letty Brian stuff's like, you know what that driveway is? That driveway is where I first met your mother. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah. 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 And like, oh my god, him bringing the kid to the track and being like, This is the last place to saw your grandfather. <laughs> it's like, okay, how old is this child? I don't think he Let's not traumatize this right. kid, you know. Whatever. I mean, although he's he's been around death his entire life, like <laughs> Fair. he's maybe used to it. I don't know. I mean, he he already knows left... how to hide from people who are coming to kill him. Exactly. There is like the thing, and again, it's the kind of things that I don't mind because it's this franchise. In a, in a movie that I l- didn't like, I would hate, but just like Letty comes outside, like Dom and Brian are working on the engine, and like he's quizzing him on 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 parts or whatever. He's like, "You sure that's the one?" And then like Letty comes out, and she's like, "Hot water heater." And I wish I had the exact quote, but something like, "It's the price we pay for freedom." It's like that's such a dumb line, but also like I love it. Like I can't explain why I love it, but like it's dumb, and like he doesn't deliver it like especially well. No, but I no, love he never it. does. But I love it. <laughs> I usually eaters. watch everything with captions on, just like as a general rule. But yeah. because I was not watching it on a platform where I usually do, I didn't have them on. 
And I didn't even really notice that I didn't have them on until towards the end where he and Jacob are speaking to each other and they're like, extremely low mumble register. (laughs) And I was like, I can't hear a fucking thing these guys are saying to each other. And then I had to turn the captions on. It it gets mumblier as it goes. It feels like Vin gets into character, like, (laughs) as the movie goes on and, like, it just gets, like, mumblier. Maybe Dom is just tired. Man, he but might he's movie, always he's on the just run. Exhausted. He should yeah. be. Yeah. One thing I picked up this time, and it's a kind of a throwaway line, but I'm wondering if it's something we know about, or if it's just a throwaway line, or if it's something that he's teasing for the future. But when Han is telling a story about how he didn't die, right? How we retcon that for the third time or whatever. Yes. And he's telling the story, and they have like the hologram or whatever in there, and Han says to Mister Nobody, "Pretty nifty magic trick." Yeah, and, Han, and Mr. Nobody just says, "Yeah, I've done better." And like, I wonder if that's a brag or if it's just like, "Yeah, you think that's bad?" Like, you know, Giselle's not dead. Like, I I cover that one up too. Yeah. You know, like it could be it could be anything. Or like Giselle or was a hologram him being like, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, Ooh, yeah. It could be like any of these possibilities. Or they're all holograms. This yeah. is just a simulation, man. We're just but living it also could just Han's be like bravado. Brain. It could just be bravado, yeah, right? It could, but it yeah. also. It also could be like, what What are you talking? But like every line in here, especially like the nature of what we do. What, is it? what do you, what do you, what do you mean? mean that, like, can you expand? What are you, what on are you that? talking about? Yeah. Okay. So I had, I thought like very similar timeline here because Han's in the bunker. They're in Mr. Nobody's bunker. And this time I noticed all around them, there's all these kegs. And it seemed like they were kegs of Belgian ale. Ooh. Did you see all these kegs? Like he has like beer kegs, like all over the floor. With like a just like a nozzle on them, and I can't tell if that's like some kind of like gas or fuel, but they look like beer kegs, like they were like aluminum kegs. Well, if that's Mister Nobody's hideaway, it would make sense to have his beer of choice, right? Right, that's what I thought. And now when we watch, they're all filled with Nas. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but now when we watch six, when he's like, you gotta try this Belgian ale. That's six, right? That's seven. He's not in six. He shows okay, up in seven. seven. So in seven, when he's like, you gotta try that Belgian ale, we need to pay attention to what keg he's using that he gets the Belgian ale from to see if they match the ones that were in the hideout. What I want to see is Jacob going for a Belgian ale because like, it seems like he was buddy-buddy, and then eventually like he's truly family. He's like, no, you know what? Give me a Corona. Oh, that's going to be the turning point. Right? Yeah, that is. You just wrote it. I want royalties on that when they do it. Wait, why do you get royalties? It's, it's we're essentially married here, bro. This is this is a team effort. I said Mr. Nobody's a bad guy. He drinks the Corona when they're both in the movie. We get royalties. That's what happens. Okay, sure. Kara, anything else of, of note that you want to talk about? Anything else? Where do you think, where do we go from here? Well, those are two different questions. Is there anything else? And where do yes. we go from here? Yes. Is there anything else? What's, who, hair? What's happening? Who um, hair? Yeah. First off, Love Letty's short hair, the bob. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Been thinking about cutting my hair short, and maybe this is a sign. And then the cipher situation, which makes me think of, I don't know if you've seen that meme about, like, Megan McCain's hairdresser on The View, how she must hate her, because she always has, like, the worst fucking hairdos. <laughs> and so I think maybe Cypher might be using the same hairdresser. And she also hates her. The hairdresser hates Cypher, and she's yeah. just taking it out via the hair. Okay. Yeah. Like the stylist for this movie. Do you think it's the stylist for this movie or Cypher? The no, Cypher personally. Hair- yeah. Okay. Cypher's hairdresser yeah, yeah. herself. Okay. So 
speaking of Cypher, actually quickly, at the end, she's like, oh, I'll handle it. And like, all she does at the end is like fly that drone and fails, right? Like, yeah, it feels yeah. like she should be doing more. Like, she's the world's best hacker, and all she does is fly a drone. Yeah, and almost I'm not sure them. like what her deal in this movie was because she's yeah. like a hostage, <laughs> right? Yeah, Mister Nobody had her captured. Well, she 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 neg yeah she negs Otto into <laughs> into liking her basically. She does. She pulls a pickup artist on him she, and just like, she you know totally what? You does. suck. You're sense. Yoda. You're yeah. a puppet. Now let me out of this box. And he's like, yes, yes, master. She really did neg him into into getting her way. Wow. She's so mean to him. Although he is. <laughs> he is he an is, asshole. He's, a, he's an asshole. And he is, you know, in, in shitty internet terms. He's a beta. Like he's not. He wants to be. Yes, yeah. you're right. He's, but he's submissive and he will he will bow to her dominant personality, so she easily... Well, because he's the money guy. You know, he wants yeah. to be the badass guy, but he's the money guy, and he'll sure. never be able to live that down. And he's not even the money guy. His dad is the His money guy. His dad's the money guy. Yeah. Ouch. That so line is so are... great in this movie, though, when yeah. he's like, you're a rich prick, and he's like, the world is run by rich pricks. And I'm yeah. like, yep. But, like, at the end, in that scene where things, like, she's like, give me a status report. And he's like, well, we lost her escort. Jacob's gone. Dom's gone. Whatever. Like, things are going bad. And she's like, oh, I'll handle it. All she does is go in the drone. Like, I, you have computers. Because, you know, in, in 8, she does the zombie car thing where she hacks, like, every computer with, like, But she's every not car on computer. her plane. So she's not in yeah, her she doesn't have base. her computer. But, like, they're also so afraid of her that they give her, like, a thing without a screen from, like, 1970 or whatever, right? Remember, they're like, hey, yeah. here's this crazy-ass old computer that you can't hack. There's no internet. Like, she can... I'm, I'm of the mind where she can just do anything from anything. Well, not... I mean, I maybe it's one of those, like, analog digital situations. Okay. I don't like. Isn't that why the family was like able to use the magnet with the cars? Because they're driving like older cars that don't have computers. No. Does that make sense? No. Because shouldn't that magnet like also fuck up their car? Yeah. Again, Kara, check your logic at the door. Why? Mm, why is point. why is Ramsey able to crank the magnet up the entire way and draw exactly the car she needs to a building, <laughs> yeah, right. and none of the metal between that car and her van? Cell phones right? fly, like, Joey. Cell phones flew. That was she, pretty I know, cool, but, though. But at that one time where she's like, "I need that car," and she just like does it and like it, it exactly, and you know, yeah, whatever. Okay, Kara. So then, to the second half of my question. Where do you think this is going to go? We have two more movies in the main franchise. In the post credit scene, we have at least Deckard coming back. There has been publicity that The Rock, that Hobbs will not return. But we at least have Deckard in. Maybe we'll get Justice for Han. But we have that to go. Cypher still on the loose. Where do you see? We have two more movies. We're very near the end game. What's going to happen? What do you think, if you had to guess? I mean, literally anything could. Sure. Kara's fantasy. What do you want in the next movie? I just want, like, Letty and Mia and Cardi B and... Uh, well, Cardi's coming back. You know this, right? Cardi is returning. Yeah. Well, I want them all to go on vacation. <laughs> so you want, like, Los Bondoleros, yeah. but just with all the women? Yeah. Okay. Girl Girls trip. trip. Yeah. But while they're on vacation, you know. Can it be a wacky comedy? Of course. Like, like, duh. Like, yeah, no, you don't make that movie without making that a wacky comedy. Oh, that would be so funny. You know, and, and then like, they get into some sort of hijinks. Who's looking for a boyfriend? Who are we trying to boyfriend up? Ramsey, probably, right? Mm, I'm not sure Ramsey's straight, but sure. 
I, I mean, like, so you, you have to yeah. have, like, one of them have a love interest, right? Like, while yeah, they're on the island. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a boy. I think Ramsey and Elle would make a cute couple. Sure. Elle's of age, right? Unclear. Also, she and Han have some, like, prolonged eye contact that's, like, a little yes, creepy. Yes, near the end. Right. I agree. It's not just near the end. Like, there are a few other times where, like, after they've talked about, like, everything they've been through together, and then they just, like, stare at each other longingly, and I'm like... That seems weird. You were just talking about how she's like a daughter, but okay. They like walk up and they're like almost holding hands. Like right before he like introduces her to like Sean and whatever. Oh, maybe she's actually Giselle. And Mr. Nobody put her in this other body. Or something. Oh. I'm into it. Yeah, but I, I saw them, like, looking at each other, and I was like, please, God, don't make this a couple. Yeah, I was like, oh, let's not. Can we yeah, not? Look, just don't do that. Ugh. That's a step too far. Like, we had yeah. Giselle, like, we can re-hook up Han, but don't make it the girl that, yeah. he, like, that he's grooming no. now. No, like, no, that's no, no, weird. No. Please no, don't no, do no. that. I like Han. Let's keep Same. it that way. Exactly. So there are some possibilities for you. Okay. I like the I like the female, the Letty, hijinks, comedy, girls trip movie. You guys want to play a game? Sure. So we're not going to do Dude, What's My Car? We're going to save those for the main installments, but we are going to play this Ain't No 10 Second Raise, a.k.a. Boy, Do We Have a Podcast for You. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. This is where we go on Twitter.com, a.k.a. The Bird app, and find any tweet from someone who might be interested in our show, and then we respond to them. Although we might change that because last time we had a wild result. Joe, do you remember this? I remember, because uh, it happened right as we were finishing. Go ahead. I was playing with other things, and th- what I was doing was working better than what we normally do. But I found Colby Jack Slut, which still is the greatest name on Twitter I've seen, <laughs> at R-N-D-M Dionychus. Watching F9 last night, I was thinking about how it should be a crossover with Megaforce, since a flying motorcycle would fit right in, but then Dom and Lenny give each other bedroom eyes in the wreckage of their car after the Tarzan stunt, and I thought of a much better crossover, and it is David Cronenberg's Crash. (laughs) And I said, both these movies would be perfect for our upcoming lap about high-tech car movies. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Got a like, but was from SEMO from Passcast Corey, so no points to me. But Joe, you found... Would love to see some Cronenberg on the podcast, though. We, We can make it happen. We're going to get weird with some stuff coming up. Not necessarily. Well, actually, the bonus episode is a weird movie. Not not supremely weird, but we're going to get weird in the next Patreon bonus episode. I will tell you that much. Joe, you found Reaction Rocket at Reaction Rocket. I need to see way more. I need to see more of the early years of the Fast Saga with a flashback car cast from F9. They were just too good to never see again. Maybe a prequel movie, maybe a series on Peacock TV. I find it hard to believe they cast all those parts for just one background scene. Most of all, this is a second tweet, I want to see more with young Jacob. How hard was it being in Dom's shadow? What was his life like being, quote, the man while Dom was away? Then his exile. Then becoming an agent for Mr. Nobody. So much story still to tell there. Hashtag Fast and Furious. We said we would love to see this background story in a miniseries. We've been pitching it for many episodes. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. You. Nothing. Mm. And then Jewy found... DJ Faro 901 at Faro Gaming 8. I'm loving these memes, and it's only fans and only family. It's a Drake meme with Dom's face on it. Only fans, no thank you. Only family, that's what's up. <laughs> and we said subscribe to our only family. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. So as as usual, as expected, struck out across the board. However, what was of note was that that same night we were just like liking tweets 
And the less effort we put into it, the more (laughs) results we got. And it made absolutely no sense. Yeah. We liked a couple tweets that people just followed us. Like, we didn't even, like, they were, like, you know, reject things, like, things that we didn't pick, right? Yeah. Corey Chillin at Corey Chillin, scale of one to ten, how how was family the movie? M I L F man, I love family. We just liked it. Uh, Corey followed us. Yeah. Then we got Crisis Variety H one at Crisis Variety H one. On my way to go see F nine, I got family. Just liked it. Crisis Variety followed us. Like I don't understand why we're <laughs> overthinking this. I don't know. Absolutely wild. I also do want to shout out Ludo Martin at Hoop Shoot Champ who responded to Gallo Family Vineyards, who posted a picture of their Moscato that said, make your holiday weekend a little sweeter. This was a couple of weeks ago. And he said, could you tell me right quick what would be a better motor for my Skyline at Gallo 12 or a Gallo 24? <laughs> and then I think you said, we didn't know vineyards made engines. <laughs> so I'm glad I get a good. laugh out of you. Like, even if it's not the other people, I'm glad you see these. I mean, I don't use social media, so like I don't see this until like I, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, that was a long way to get back here. But what I'm saying, maybe we don't, reply maybe we just like or do we do i, yeah, I think part of, the game is replying. part of the game yeah, yeah 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 okay do either of you have your tweet i have one i sent it to you and i have one that's appropriate that i think we should just reply to anyways okay and kara sent me hers too so joe please go first my official pick for today is at kathy kitty pop kathy compost interesting name why is Letty the shit you mean, in... You mean Coffee Braga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is Letty the shit in every movie? Ah, I love the girl, hashtag F9. We love Letty, and we did a whole lap on Michelle Rodriguez. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Now, the second one I found is just really funny because of what you had just read when we started the game. Samuel McClay, at Samuel McClay. I feel like Dom... And Letty Toretto are big car movie fans and watch Bullet, Vanishing Point, and Smokey and the Bandit regularly. But when the sun goes down and Baby Brian falls asleep, they watch Cronenberg's Crash. Yeah. Hashtag F9. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that, like, just based on what we were just talking about. Should we just like it or should we retweet it? I feel like this is one we just like it and just let just it Just like be. it, like it, and let it go. All right, Kara, please hit us with yours. You have a little bit of a thread here. So which one yeah. Which one you want to, you know, Great respond thread, to? Great by the way. Worth reading through if you get the chance. I can't wait. I'm going to. Uh, but I think the particular tweet that I sent, I already lost, but hang on a second. Uh, Cypher's new hair is even weirder, but it suits her better, I think. <laughs> and that was like, I don't know, 10 tweets into a thread about yeah. uh, how they felt about the, the new Fast and Furious movie. Very positive feelings, by the way. Yeah, great thread. This is from somebody with the handle at devoric, D-E-V-A-U-R-I-C. And their display name is Essex. Bellis drives a McLaren. Okay. It's a, it's a very long Twitter name. Yeah. I'm sure that there's a subset of people on the internet who get that joke and are like, that's good. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. what it's referencing, even a little bit. But good for them. So how do you want us to respond? Do you want us to customize or just say, boy, do we have a podcast for you? I'm going to leave that up to your discretion, Joey. Oh, Joe, go ahead. How do you want to customize? Because I'm looking for my tweet right now. We've been thinking about Cypher's hair a lot. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. That's perfect. it. It doesn't say good or Absolutely bad. Absolutely perfect. Right? Yes. But we definitely have been thinking about Cypher's hair a lot. <laughs> How could we not? <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's just 
full. It's work. almost literally impossible to not think. So about. many questions. So what many. What a choice. Yeah. So many choices. So many <laughs> questions. About... Questions. <laughs> is it better? Is it worse? Who can say? <laughs> it's definitely weirder. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Somehow it is. But I agree. I do think the bowl cut suits are better. <laughs> She's just like some annoying seven-year-old boy, you know, who's Jonathan like, Taylor Thomas on. Yeah, Time. well, no, he's that kid in the class who like always has all the answers, and it's like, oh, Cipher, shut up, <laughs> you know, like definitely getting beat up in the bathroom. Cipher got it's Cipher's mom again. <sighs> Cipher asked if we had homework. All right. I liked a bunch of tweets, so, you know, if we get random follows, they don't count. <laughs> they don't count at all, yeah. But they help, so on and so forth. I found XLVII, a.k.a. 47, at RhinoX47. This person says, F9, they went to outer space. That's it for F10. Go to the afterlife. Get my girl Giselle and Brian O'Connor. Ooh. And I said, this is now the only thing we want. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Very, very true. Well, thank you, Kara. Thank you so much for joining thank us you. once thank again. Come back to defend the belt how did oh please now uh how did the race that beat pots turn up i came in second place for distance that's awesome truly wild uh did not know that would be possible did not even say i my goal setting out was like i my goal is to train for this race and not injure myself before it starts and not only did i do that I was like, maybe I can do 150 miles. Because at that point, I had been doing like approximately 50 miles a week. It was a two-week thing. So I was like, all right, 150 miles. It's like a big stretch, but theoretically possible. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 266 and a quarter, baby. Whoa. You did great. What Wow. What? Flex I do like that you got a quarter quarter mile at a time there at the end. I told you. I told you. Living Although, life a quarter mile at a time. So, importantly, so I was going to say, you know who is a famous second-placed finisher whom you love? Suki and Too Fast, which also mm-hmm. means because you passed your stretch goals, <laughs> I think someone promised that she On would Photoshop did. herself into the picture of Suki jumping the bridge. So, With Kara, your bike. Right, on my bike. Well, so, okay, yes, forthcoming. Uh, okay. I just, I, you know, the lighting in here is not great. If I took it outside, like, I don't know. I have to figure out a setup. I recently restarted physical therapy. I'm thinking maybe I'll just ask my physical therapist to take a picture Ooh. of me on the bike there. Better lighting. Are you going to wear pink? Do I? I could try. That's, that's just a question. Sure that wasn't I own any garments. Would love to get a pair of those pink chaps, though. Oh, sure. Okay. So here's a deal I want to make. I would love to see this by Christmas, and if we don't have it by Christmas, it's a very it's a very easy goal to attain. Yeah, but if we don't have it like by Christmas, you have to come on the show and watch Noel again and talk about it again. Oh, okay. I want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But I'll that's that. like an adequate punishment that like you that's have very four fair. and a half months <laughs> to do this Photoshop. <laughs> that takes if one. You picture. Don't do it. You have to watch this shitty movie Noel again. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. Actually, I really just want to force you to watch the shitty movie again. So. I mean, we can make it a holiday tradition. I'm okay. I don't with want that. to. There is yeah. n- almost nothing I want less. Actually, it wasn't that bad, but it was just. Uh, I'm sure Statham has probably been in a Christmas movie. Like, there, there's got to be other Christmas movies for one of these actors, right? Can so, we watch New Year's Eve again with Zeph? No, God, no. <laughs> Come on. But I will also say that yes, we did meet our stretch goals, 
and we've raised uh, as a team over $2,200. Wow, that's awesome. To benefit Dysautonomia International and all of their efforts in funding research and physician education and uh, advocacy, getting trying to get the NIH to give more money to mm-hmm. research autonomic disorders. So that's that's awesome. I, I just tuned into Dysautonomia International's conference a couple weeks ago. They really are doing like truly amazing work. Um, and it, it, it is thanks in large part to them that people with uh, who are developing autonomic dysfunction after COVID infections are getting diagnosed and listened to in a much shorter period of time than people who had developed it after viral infections in the past. So that's awesome. exciting stuff. Weird, weird stuff. You'll, we'll get there eventually, maybe. I, I just want to say we're super proud of you. I was Thank following you. along and... Um hope that we helped that was awesome you definitely did yeah it was a lot of fun you know I had no idea what might be possible so it was kind of cool to see what my body could do um and now I'm uh picking up the pieces and trying to put myself back together like Dumpty. <laughs> I was gonna say that $2,200 or as people refer to it 2,000 fast 200 forever <laughs> it yeah. didn't really yeah, flow I also forgot what I was saying halfway that. through it but <laughs> I, I you do could have like went two, two grad, two stacks, too large. Kick Man, it a nickel. There's so many options. Kick it a nickel. I don't know. I, I lost interest in my own stupid premise halfway through saying it, Same. so I just I just <laughs> bungled it. You're not alone. All right, next week, Joe, we are back on Fast and Furious 6. We are going back to the main thing, and then the week after that, we're doing F9 again. So get ready for back-to-back Fast and Furious, which we normally don't do. But because of the VOD release, we yep. flip flop, so yeah. we're just, you know, we're not changing anything else. So next week, Fast and Furious 6 and then F9 again. But between now and then, what? Patreon bonus episode, you and me and the Mikester, we are talking about Leos Carax's Holy Motors, which is a weird as hell movie. And this is the one that I genuinely don't know if it's going to be your favorite movie or you'd be like, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I don't know. <laughs> it could be anywhere in between. It's Sounds fun. incredible. It's great. I also think you might hate it. I don't know. I don't know. I've only seen it once a while ago. But I will say there is a fast connection in terms of one of the main actors in the movie. So keep your eye out for someone you will very immediately recognize. But uh, fast connection in Holy Motors, Patreon only, coming in a couple of days. Who knows when? I don't know. Sometime before the next episode. But Kara, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for always. having me. Thank you for for making me uh, watch this movie way sooner than I otherwise would have, or like at all, because I had never watched any of the Fast and Furious movies until you guys were like, we're doing this dumb podcast. <laughs> so, not that, it, you know what, I did not mean to belittle it. It's no, it's dumb. No, it's dumb. It's, it's, dumb. it's definitely, it. it's, it's the definitely premise, dumb. the baked in premise is dumb. Mm-hmm. I agree. But like, in the best way, in in a very well. Thank you. Way. You seem to so. enjoy this one, so that's good. That's that's yeah. what all I want. Oh, do you have new rankings or no? I thought about it, and I was like, I would have to rewatch them all. I can you know, I give can't it to us after ten. Time. You have like X number of years. Yeah. There's not even a date for this one. So the next time you come on for another, I mean, one this of these, is definitely like pretty close to the top of the list. Yeah, okay. you think so? Top half, top third? Oh, easily. Yeah. Okay. Because Kara, you had before five was your first. Really? And then Hobbs and Shaw was number two. Really? That's what you have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have rewatched 
two and three. Okay. Since I watched them the first time. That's a good sign. Yeah, because I really didn't like two, if you'll remember. Yeah. Um, and I think three is is based. I don't know. I like. I'd have to rewatch them, but I really like three a lot. Okay. Good. Because this is also almost as long as two of those combined. Not really, but like it's it's one and a half of those movies. So the fact that you like this as much as you did, because I think you are like both of us, like just make every movie shorter. But yes. like these, it doesn't really matter. I mean, also just when you're at home, just make every movie break it shorter, and or make it so that you could stop watching at any moment and finish watching it the next I day. Agree. So I agree. That's the bed. most adult response ever, mm-hmm. and I agree. It's fine if it's long. Just don't make me watch the whole thing in one sitting. Absolutely yeah. not. I agree. Anything, anywhere you want people to find you online, or do you want to remain hidden from the world? No, I have I have crawled back um, underneath my rock, but uh, I think the fundraiser is closed now. But if you go to, disauton- to the <laughs> disautonomiainternational.org, you can still give them money, and you should, because this shit sucks. <laughs> I will link that in the description because that is a very long word that is probably spells exactly as it sounds, but it also it actually is disautonomy. It's auto, not auto. Auto. No, it is auto. Yeah. So there's a car in there, so yeah. it, it's especially perfect. Yeah, disautonomia. Cool. International. For all things too fast too forever, you go to cageclub.me, Facebook.com/slash too fast too forever, or at too fast too forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us family at cageclub.me. Check out our store at TooFast2Forever.shop and our Patreon at TooFast2Forever.com. Come back next week for Fast and Furious 6, the week after that for F9, and a bonus episode. Join the Patreon even for a dollar a month because see the bonus episode we're talking about Holy Motors mm. with a prominent Fast Connection. And come because this is one, I'm probably also over overhyping this. Joe might just be like, yeah, it's fine. I don't think that's going to be the reaction, but I'm very curious to see what it's like. Never seen Coming it. soon on the Patreon, TooFast2Forever.com. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And now is Kara Gale O'Regan, and we'll tell you all about it. We'll see you.